Hello and welcome to this episode of Doing Good Through Food, how catering and hospitality can be a force for good in the world and for the people working in it. I'm your host, Alex Coffin, and today I'm sitting down with Ben Warner. Ben started as a chef working for Raymond Blanc and cooking on private yachts before founding the catering company Benugo in 1998. The company started with a single cafe in Clarkmill and have grown their portfolio to around 80 locations. Yeah, well done. Employing approximately 2,000 people and achieving annual turnover in excess of £100 million a year. Benugo now operates on the high street, on company premises, in parks and museums, as well as running delivery service for workers in London and providing catering for events. They also run the commercial side of the House of St Barnabas, which is a not-for-profit private members club and charity, whose purpose is to break the cycle of homelessness and help the people, help, uh, the people they support back into work. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank Great you. introduction. Well, I, I thought... Do you I'd need me to say anything after <laughs> yeah, that? No, that's it. <laughs> I, I just wanted to sort of set it out, you know, yeah. for yeah. anyone listening, kind of where you've come from and, and you know, yeah. sort of really well, who you are. Well, as you, as, as you said, you know, Benugo uh, was founded by myself and my brother, Hugo, hence the name Benugo, 20-odd years ago. It had to be 20 years next June, so very exciting uh, time for us. And... Uh, I came from a food background. Uh, food was a, a very important thing within my growing up in my household. I'm, I'm one of nine children, and uh, oh. and I always would say that my, my mother is a great cook and always taught us to cook when we mm. were kids. And um, and we were always very very excited about making bread and all sorts of stuff. And and you know when I left school, the the the, the options were quite limited for me. And but one of the things I, I loved was food and. Uh, mm. And so got into that industry by by uh, writing to Raymond Blanc and, and him very kindly giving me a position in his bakery for a couple of years. I then went to I then went on to work on sort of super yachts around the world as a chef uh, and some of the big restaurants and, and hotels in London. Substance that um, I did a year's course with Prue Leith um, in my early twenties, just to just to learn some of the sort of detail around cooking, because most of my skill set had been in baking actually before then. Was, was that the professional course? That yes, you yes, yeah, 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 which mm. was wonderful, and I can very much recommend that. And um, and I, you know, I had an ambition, you know, to be a great chef. I never really had an ambition to be a, a business leader or even start my own business. I, I always felt quite entrepreneurial, but you know, I just wanted to cook and 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 uh, enjoy cooking. Um, Benugo really came about by the fact that uh, to me, you know, they, they, I felt there had been a bit of a niche in the market on, on, on you know, Benugo was sort of found in the time that, that PrEP was becoming popular, but, but PrEP was very much around pre-packed products mm. and we wanted to be about fresh, made-for-you type of products. So if you wanted, if you didn't want mayonnaise in your sandwich or you wanted tomato in your sandwich, you could have it, mm. uh, you, you know, and didn't have to go, go somewhere else to get it made. So we were making products which you would make at home effectively. I, I always mm. say that no one makes a sandwich better than yourself because you know exactly what goes into yeah. you. How you thick want. you want to Yeah, how thick. Some people want lovely out. thick cheese and some people want yeah. slithers, you know, yeah. and I, who am I to tell you any differently to that? And we can do that, you mm. know, in Benugo. So, so Benugo was... Uh, I sort of found it to be an alternative to bread. In fact, actually, my initial idea for Benugo was going to be wood fire pizza pizzas, and uh, which weren't around twenty years ago. No. Uh, and 
I found a site in Clerkenwell, which was our first site, which we put a license in to, to, to do that, and, and it was turned down because mm. of cooking restrictions right. with wood, wood within the building. Okay. Uh, so we switched at the last moment to a, to a, to a sandwich bar, mm. and we opened that first site, uh, and it was uh, it was when Clerkenwell itself was not a particularly busy area. In fact, we stood out the day before the store opened, and. Uh, rather dismally looked at one man and a dog walked past between say, one and two o'clock. We thought, what the hell have what we, we done, done here? <laughs> what have we done? It's going to be a complete mm. disaster. But we opened the doors the next day and, and, and fantastically people started coming in and it was a great success. And I think, you know, it, 20 years ago, uh, we did everything from the store. We had a basement where we baked the cakes, we roasted the chickens, we cooked mm. the beef, we, we seared the tuna. Um, I suppose Benugo was built on a, on, on, on a sort of culture of, 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 of um, great people, you know, mm. great, great people uh, with really uh, homemade fresh produce. Uh, you know, we, we use, you know, we use the, um, the word fresh, I think, is an overused word now. Mm. Uh, but fresh to me tended to, to, to mean, you know, it was delivered that day and it was used that day and it would be freshly delivered again the next day, your produce. Mm. Provenance was always very important, still is very, very important to Benugo. For example, we were one of the first companies ever to use organic milk uh, for our coffee, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, certified coffee beans and, and all these sorts of things and uh, free range chickens and lots of, lots of things that, that, that Benugo has. Uh, so, so the first store opened, opened very well. I, I love to sit there here and tell you we had this sort of strategy that we were going to open 10 stores and then we were going to do some museums and then we were going to do something else. But we didn't actually, we just had a strategy to do a good job. Mm. And I'm a great believer in if you do a lot of little things well, uh, then uh, you, you, the bigger picture seems to work. And do you, do you think that's, that kind of gives you a, a degree of flexibility? If, so if you'd been fixated on, we're going to do a pizza restaurant and they'd said no, you, maybe it would have stopped then. But if you have an approach. Yeah, well, well, uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Well, I, you know, the, the, the lovely thing about what we do in, in Benugo, particularly the high street stores, is we're sort of making the food that everybody wants to eat at lunchtime. Mm. And, you know, uh, you know, there's been a big thing against bread more recently, mm. uh, uh, that it's unhealthy and it's, in, uh, you, you know, it's not quite as good for you as people thought. But actually it is, and particularly the types of bread that we now use rather than the processed horrible breads yeah. around 20 been years ago. quite happily for thousands of years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we have, we have, yeah. we have. And it, it, it's, uh, you know, there's something wonderful about a sandwich or a salad at lunchtime. You know, mm. it makes you feel healthy it makes you feel good you work all afternoon and uh, it's reasonably light and it's easy to eat and it's affordable generally mm. and uh, it's a good nourishing meal without making you feel sort of stodged down for the next two or three yeah. hours which quite a lot of sort of mass catering does so it's, yeah, it's a very absolutely. healthy approach at lunchtime and again at breakfast as well so yeah, we opened the first store and went very well. We, we got the opportunity to open a couple of other stores. And then uh, we, from there, we were actually asked, which was a completely new environment for us. We were, uh, and we barely knew it existed. We were asked to, to open Benugo within big corporations. Mm -hmm. So the first one we did was within Lehman Brothers, which sadly mm -hmm. is no longer with us. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> went down in the financial crash of 2008, I think it was. Were, were um, you still... 
with them when that happened. We, we were, we, we were, were, and I'll come to that because that was a desperate time and we actually well, lost, that's, a, that's definitely come to we, we, we lost a lot of money uh, during, during actually the Lehman's collapse. Uh, but uh, they were a great company when we started working mm. with them in, in, I think, 2004. Uh, they were a wonderful company. The sky mm. was the limit. And yeah. uh, so we opened on their trader floors, giving them exactly what they wanted. And, and that was, a, that was a, a real departure for these big corporations because typically up to then, it contracted catering companies. And what they would have is a huge space on, on one of their third or fourth or fifth or 50th floors. And, and they would, they would give that over to running big staff canteens, yeah. which was hugely expensive, obviously for them. Yeah, massively they, subsidized. Massively yeah. subsidized. They would pay the caterer to be mm. there. They would pay for the floor, floor yeah. space, hugely expensive. And actually often wasn't really what people wanted to eat either. I mean, not everybody wants a spaghetti bolognese and chips at lunchtime. That's the challenge, isn't it? You you just kind of keep it it interesting. And they were starting to, people were starting to go out more. They were starting Mm. to go out and Starbucks was out there and and, and everybody else and prep was multiplying by the day and they were going out and and these big facilities have become slightly, you know, like the dinosaurs. and, Mm. And what we came in and we were, we were sort of music to any financial director's ears by saying, look, not only uh, will we give the people within your company, your workers, something better to eat, something healthier and better, but we'll also pay you to take the floor space. Mm. And they couldn't believe their luck. So Belugo did, over the next five or 10 years, we did incredibly well. We still are doing very well. Is that something that you, you took to them the, fir- the first yes, time? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, so no one suggested that to you? you, you no, we, we, it was a pure sort of bit of coincidence, actually, a chap called Paul Garner, who still, who, who, who ran Lehman's, who ran all, all, all of the infrastructural part of Lehman's at the time, popped into Benugo and wanted 200 sandwiches uh, <laughs> delivered to his office. We weren't far from there. Yeah. And, and, and we did. And, and then he said, oh, by the way, we're tendering our catering. And, and so the next day we turned up and very fortunately we won it. And, uh, and from there we, we went into Deutsche Bank and the, these companies we're still with. We're mm. still with Deutsche Bank. So, uh, you know... Uh, a chat called Glenn Owen and Mark White gave us that opportunity in Deutsche Bank and we're proud still to be with them. Uh, and we're now in, in so many firms. We're in PwC, we're in yeah. Nomura, we're in Deloitte, we're, we're, we're in some big sort of blue to RBS, mm-hmm. uh, UBS as well. So, so um, yeah, we, we're very thankful and, and, and we're still very much liked. And what, what actually that does, it, 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 it does contribute something back to where we are. It, the floor space need is much much reduced mm-hmm. by having a Benugo. The, the the workforce goes out less, so I suppose that's probably got to be quite good. Yes, They're getting more yeah. productivity out of their workers by stopping yeah, them wandering like out for an hour at lunchtime, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and we pay rent, so it's so 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 it's all good news. Um, Benugo is sort of split into maybe uh, it shares the same culture in Benugo and I'll come to culture in a minute because I think that's very important but um, it, 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 it has four strands really one of which is the high streets uh, strand which you might see our high street stores in some of the stations mm-hmm. Wigmore Street and, and city locations um, so that's why, and, and under that, I'm also putting the sort of Benugo plants, which are the things that we put into offices, which are similar to, to our high street look and feel and, and going to those. We've also got our, our public space uh, business, which yeah. is uh, actually mainly parks. Uh, so the Serpentine Bar and Kitchen is, 
one of our uh, Regents Park, we run all the catering at Regents Park, uh, St James's, uh, Savile Gardens, you know, Great Regents Park. And these are predominantly around our wood fire pizza concept. So they're not Benugo, you won't walk through the door and see a, a great big Benugo sign above the door. But I suppose operationally and ergonomically, we work in very much the same way as we work in the high street. So, yeah. so some of the things which will be absolutely 100% the same are things like our coffee. So when you train coffee, you have your barista academy, you don't want five different ways of making a coffee. Yeah. And actually, I did that everybody just wants the same, a good coffee, but made the same. So, and we will advertise that it's a Benugo blend of coffee uh, on many of our menus will have operated by Benugo. So there's a slight, sort of, people feel a slight security within a brand's name. Mm. But those have been phenomenally successful for us. And in most cases, we've been able to sort of double to triple the sales mm. to what was there before. And that's due to, to, to just generally tearing the pace apart and making it much more user-friendly, uh, much more convivial, uh, just a nicer place to sit in. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you know, it, it, it giving people what they really want to eat uh, in parks. And that's important, you know, when we talk about museums as well, that, that, that you have to understand your audience. If you don't understand your audience, you, you're never going to satisfy them. You, you can never satisfy everyone, but you can satisfy the majority. And the wood fire pizza idea, which is actually the idea we have for our first store, we, we've introduced into the parks. Which, mm have been phenomenally successful uh, uh, and loved by all. And I imagine it was yeah. quite satisfying for you to get to do that, having you know, wanted to do that from day one. Well, yeah, completely, <laughs> yeah. completely. And also satisfying getting around the planning laws. Um, yes. uh, uh, you know, it's not easy in the park, but you know, we try and use wood that, that's fallen from trees in the park. They're kiln dried and right. we, we tend to try and use that when we can. Um, I think you know there is something rather nice on a cold winter's day about walking into a to a, a cafe and seeing a great big uh, flamed oven with real wood inside it, uh, yeah. and sitting around a table with your friends and family and, and, and sharing pizzas and, and a bottle of wine or something is a lovely thing to do. Something about the fire, isn't it? It's like going into a country pub. I mean, uh, there's, there's just immediately there, there's a comfort yeah. and a warmth and, mm. and, and and a friendship that you get, you know, from fire and. Uh, this, this is something that we're very proud of having in, in the parks. Um, public spaces also bring in uh, places like the V&A and the British Museum and Natural History Museum, mm. Science Museum, and all, all of these places we're very proud to be associated with and really amazed actually to be associated with. Um, I have to say that, 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 that no one is more amazed by me at the, of how well Benugo has gone over the years. and I'm. Yeah fortunate enough to be talking on this podcast but 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 you know i'm i'm also lucky enough to have my name over the door but it's actually the the really hard-working team of people that we have within benugo that really make it happen and and you know when we talk about the museums for example in south kensington we we run the vna the natural history and the mm-hmm. science and we run the three big museums it's important for us to differentiate those museums is a very very different type of customer base that we use the vna which we use the natural history or perhaps the science. Mm. So we have to think about the food offer and make it appropriate to 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 the customer base. Um, so and that's what we've done. And the VNA for those who haven't been there is a, is effectively a food hall, a beautiful mm. food hall in, in an architecturally wonderful part of the VNA. And it was your your first. It was our it was first, first one, and we we're, we're fortunate they just sort of renewed our. 
our contract our, our, after I think we've been there for 10 years and they've just given us another six or seven year contract so they clearly think we're, we're doing a good enough job mm. to keep us there which is which is uh, that, that might be just sort of worth interesting for somebody listening because you know you I suppose most people would understand you know you need to do a good job and please the customers but to, to grow in the way that you have it's sort of I suppose another key the other Part of the puzzle is is the clients is keeping is retaining things and keeping. keeping well, well, well actually, you're right. I mean, client client relationships is very important. I mean, f- first of all, I think what needs to be remembered is actually it's just about doing a good job. I mean, if you do a good job, mm. if you sell food uh, in the way people want to eat it and enjoy it and at a price point which people can afford. Um, client relationships are very very easy <laughs> because you're doing a good job yeah. is when things don't go as well as you hoped mm. uh, then they can become a bit tricky and other things can be tested that's why you know for us it's important to differentiate you know the the the, the, the in, in the case of South Kensington those three museums and understand what those customer base is mm. I mean I'll give you a very good example when when we uh, one, the Natural History Museum, we, uh, Hugh and I were both convinced that we could change the eating habits mm. of people in museums. And there's a, there's a large restaurant within that. It's a family restaurant within, yeah. within the Natural History Museum. It's very nice. It's now called the T-Rex Grill. Uh, then it was just the family restaurant. Mm. Uh, it was beautifully fitted out, a huge yeah. expense by us and the museum. And what we tried to sell there was charcuterie boards and lovely... Uh, uh, Neil Yard's cheeses uh, and uh, nice relishes <coughs> and all sorts of other things to go on it. Stuff you would love to eat. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stuff yeah. that we were sort of brought up on and, and, and liked to eat at home and thought that everybody liked to yes, eat. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't what people in the Natural History Museum wanted. And yeah. actually, I've learned a lot about museums. And museums are actually made of 20 years ago they were quite edu- they, they, were, they were really educational they're mm. now entertainment there's been right. a big mindset so, so so museums are, are they're, of course they're still educational but but actually you go to a museum to be entertained and mm. part of that entertainment is the shop it is the ice cream van mm-hmm. you know and it is the food offer and <laughs> if you can get that you, you, you know so so it is not the time to start teaching your children how to eat broccoli it really isn't. That's it's, something it's you a day out. Isn't it, it is. Trace, That's something you yes. do at home. Yeah. Carrot sticks, broccoli sticks, and mm. we've tried all that, and mm. no one buys them. You know, I've got three young children myself. It's difficult enough to get them broccoli <laughs> at home, let yes. alone let, let alone um, in, in in a museum. Mm. But you can be healthy still. You you can do great pizza bases mm. using wholemeal flour and all sorts of other things. Um, and so we, we, we are after a year of banging our heads uh, 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 you know, against the wall of trying to convince people that these charcuterie boards were going to be the things to do, we, we sort of gave in and, and, mm. and we said, look, OK, we'll, we'll have a different approach. We put some amazing burgers on, we put some great pizzas on and we, we put some nice pies on and still have some nice salads and all sorts of other things. And the sales quadrupled, virtually yeah. overnight. And uh, we were giving people what people wanted and, 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 and some good fries and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's, uh, but in contrast, you would go to somewhere like the V&A, uh, which tends to have a, a you know, a, 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 um, a customer that's older, mm-hmm. uh, who's particularly interested in what the V&A does. Uh, whereas the Natural History Museum is a, is more of a browsing museum, the, the V&A is if you're interested in design and beauty, you'll go there. And, and, and yeah. 
and and so so the V&A works very well doing lovely uh, deli lunches and great salads and, and, and all sorts of other things like that so so that works very very well and and I, th- I was just I think as well in a museum it's very important to understand how customers eat you know they they will some customers will will come in and they will literally be there to see one thing and they will only be there for an hour to two hours and those people you know you want to try and grab something from everyone and so you need that sort of espresso bar experience Mm -hmm. you can just queue up you can get your coffee you can get your tea you can get your cake quickly pay for it sit down and they're out Mm -hmm. the next experience is people who have got a little bit longer who actually will be prepared to sort of queue up, have a have a more substantial lunch, but also would like to pay and then and then exit. You know, pay when they order the food, sit down, eat their lunch, and exit. Because children, uh, in my mind, have low extent, uh, low, low um, thresholds of attention. So they're yeah, twenty minutes. That, that's so right. They they're, they're, they're start running around after <laughs> twenty minutes. So you need to get the food into them quickly and then back out. Yeah. And then you, you need that third experience of people who are really there for the day. They're going to take it. They're they're they're, they're going to take a. Uh, you know, they're going to have a lot of fun over the day, and they want a more substantial, weighted, serviced, good meal. Yeah. But all of it, I have to say, has to be kept simple, uncomplicated, quick, and just tasty and fun. That's the, that, that's the key to it. To is it absolutely, absolutely. It's just, just. I mean, not to kind of go over it, but I, when you were saying about uh, you know testing, you, you wanted to try charcuterie, it didn't work. But do you think it was the right thing to try? You you wouldn't have known that it was wrong for the market if you. So do you, would you say test these things? I mean, unfortunately, Benugo is littered with disasters. Uh, <laughs> I'm amazed we're still here. <laughs> I really am. I, I, you know, the, the, the money that's been spent and wasted over the years on projects which haven't gone anywhere. Mm. But, but you know, I, I think in most businesses, it's, it's a learning curve. I mean, absolutely a learning curve. I think we're better than we were. Uh, we're not brilliant. You know, we can be better. We're certainly better than we were. We're, we're, we're certainly more careful the way we do things now. Sure. Uh, you know, we do things like user groups now, which we never did then. Right. So we actually test products on people before we actually launch them. Okay. Uh, you know, you uh, I just showed Alex around, just showed you around our, our development kitchen downstairs. Mm. And, you know, we have four or five people that are working down there on continually new products from bakery to salads to sandwiches. Mm-hmm all sorts of things going on to drinks. You know, we're very much focused at the moment on reducing sugar. You know, the sugar tax is coming in next April. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be a 50p levy on a can of Coke from next April. Wow. We don't want to sell Coke. You know, we, mm. want, to, we want to take Coke away. We okay. want to offer alternative drinks to Coke, which are tasty, healthy, delicious, and first Do you think that'll be a hard selling somewhere like the museums? It is. Just saying it's that's... going to be a very hard sell, but, but yeah. you know, if people want to buy a can of Coke, it's going to be 50p more than it was because mm. that's, that's the tax that's been levied on it, uh, as, as well as many other fizzy drinks. Mm. So, so, you know, at the moment we're, we're really focused, and I, I by the way, for the record, I, I, you know, I, I'm a great advocate of this as well. I, I, I'm absolutely an advocate that sugar should be reduced. Mm. And, and funny enough, we've just reduced sugar within all of our muffins. We have our own bakery, we have our, yeah. our bakery over in Bermondsey, so we reduce all of our own cakes. We've just taken 20% of sugar out of our muffins. We've reduced right. the size slightly of our muffins and we've okay. taken 20% out, but we've increased some other things. We've increased the blueberries in our muffins, the raspberries in our muffins. So it's a natural sweetness. So it's a natural sweetness. 
And I've got to say they're more delicious than they ever were before. And I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, why the hell didn't we do this, you know, 10 years ago? Because actually mm. they're a better product, being less sweet, but more fruity. They're a better product because of it. So, you know, and, and we've just developed three or four new waters, mm. uh, flavoured waters, virtually no sugar in them. And they're delicious, you know, really, really delicious waters. Mm. So we're going that way. And, and you know, in the museums, you know, if you order something from a Bonugo, uh, a meal in Bonugo, uh, you will always get a little bowl of crudite with it. And this yeah. is something we just add on. Mm -hmm. You know, we've stopped doing the skinny chips. And we're now on the bigger chips because mm. that's a much healthier way of eating a fry. Yeah, you know, less, uh, less fat. That's right. So that's right. We're, we're currently investigating investing in fryers which use our sixty percent less fat anyway. So okay. they spin the chips rather than fry the chips. Which right. is, so we're continually looking ahead at new innovations and new ways of, of making our food uh, are better. Not not by just you know. I, I used to be told that if it tastes good, it's bad for you. Mm. Um, or vice versa yes. if it doesn't taste very good it's probably good for you but yeah. uh, I'm absolutely convinced that that is a myth because we are able to produce in incredibly good tasting food and it's good for you <laughs> I, mean, I, I imagine there's a sort of similar approach with things like you know sort of plant-based diets I saw you were um, mentioned in The Guardian just the yeah. other day weren't you yeah. somebody on the high street that you can go to for you know vegan options yeah and, uh, that's that, our that vitality vitality that, salad so yeah. that's something else that you're working on in the development completely that kind of approach. yeah c c completely using much more sort of grains and pulses mm. and, uh, and and you know avocado is a, a, I mean it's, maybe it's an overplayed vegetable now but mm. um I think it may be a fruit actually I'm not sure I, I think so yeah, I think <laughs> you probably never remember I think tomatoes are fruit so I always get confused on these things but you know I mean if you eat avocado it is such a, a, a delicious nutritional thing to eat and, mm. and we certainly have a lot of that type of product in our dressings and salads and stuff mm. and, and it's just so good for you you've got a salmon wrap that has lots of that in there yes we often get criticised actually for having too much avocado in our products but um, probably because I love them <laughs> you can't please everyone no no no, no. I mean we are you know we're we, 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 you know, Benugo High Street stores are, are up against the best and you know mm. I, I did a lot of work with Pret I was a franchisee in Pret mm. I'm a massive admirer of what Pret do and uh, they benchmark where everybody wants to get to but I also want to be different. I don't want to copy them. I, you know, I don't want to fill up a fridge with sandwiches. You know, no. I want that option uh, for people to choose what they like. Uh, and I want them to feel different and look differently. Operationally, that's more difficult to do. Mm. You know, uh, of course. <laughs> and, and, and you know, operationally, it means that we, you know, um, not not perhaps operationally, but financially, it means we can't take as much money as someone like Prep because it's such an easy buy. You know, you go in there, you take your sandwich and your drink, and five Scramble six pounds, you're, you're out. Two through, minutes, yeah. one minute, but mm. we don't operate like that, mm. and we sometimes criticise for not being able to do that speed but I also believe that what you get from Benugo is something that's different and something that you want to eat um, mm. so uh, but I'd love to take their money <laughs> yes that would, that would be okay <laughs> there's compromises all the way along but, but, but you know 20 years on and, and, and your figures you, you introduced me very well at the beginning but actually we're you know we, we're employing up to 3,000 people now I think really? we are we're a very honest and straightforward employer of people uh, we try to give people aspirations in life we try mm. to give them a career path in life 
we tried to, whether they work for Benugo for three months or 10 years, we, we tried to give them a learning and development uh, strategy and systems that, 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 that they come out of it with, with some qualifications. And mm. we're very much about developing people and, uh, and giving them new skills. And, mm. you know, you're in our new office here where, you know, we have training rooms, development kitchens here, uh, and it's not just about giving people the basics mm. uh, which you need in the food industry, you know, your health and safety certificates, your first aid and all of these things that you have to have. Mm. But this is about actually giving people courses in becoming amazing baristas or becoming uh, or, or, or wanting to know how to butcher a pig, you know, mm. or wanting to know more about wines, for example, right. you know, we do these courses or about people who want to learn English better. So we can bring in tutors and we bring in, often we bring tutors and we offer free classes for people who want to improve their English. So uh, it's about broadening, uh, you know, people's developments and, and, and because and of that, I think they- retaining them as well. Yes, absolutely. I, I seem to remember, I think you said something like 70% is the figure that's stuck in my head of your, your management people come. That's correct, yeah. So 70% of our management have come through from team members. Mm which is a really lovely statistic. Yes. I mean, I, I think it's always important with a business of our size to bring in new people. It's, it's, it's bringing a bit of fresh blood into a business mm. and, and that, that helps as well. But actually, if people work half a minute ago, they should be, they should be reaching to the top. And, mm. you know, I, I, you know, started 20 years ago with, with this business, you know, working behind the till, uh, um, cooking the cakes in the evening, mm. making the sandwiches in the morning. And doing every and mopping the floor at night, and you know, I I still feel you know twenty years on, you know, I still feel very much part of that. And to be honest, if I see a a, 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 a queue within one of our stores or restaurants or something, I would always jump in and help. And mm. uh, nowadays, I, I think they probably actually don't want me to because I tend to confuse it <laughs> rather than help it. But I can't bear to see people waiting. Well, I really tell you, it starts making me feel slightly ill actually. When we um when I was arranging this with, with Luis, we were um, talking about, he was saying, you know, which cafe, where, you know, we were talking about meeting in a cafe, and I um, I think you said once before, you know, you don't I do can't well do meetings in cafes, aside from the noise in the background, probably wouldn't have worked. I just couldn't have a conversation with you. I, I'll tell you what happens, when, I, when I, I, I'm often in our cafes, and, I, and uh, in fact, very often, most days, mm. I'm, I'm out in s some part of our business, and... As I approach any of them, I start getting this slightly sick and nervous feel mm. that I'm going to walk in and the music will be too loud or it won't be on, the tables won't be cleared, the heating will be too cold or too hot. And, mm. and I have this sense that I can walk in and, uh, and I can sort of seem to recognise these things within five seconds of being in there. And I have to say, nine times out of ten, I'm always pleasantly surprised. I don't know why I go with this thought of doom and gloom, but I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> But, you know, I, I, I do sort of always feel it from the customer's point of view. And, and I feel if I don't notice it, who, who is yeah. going to notice yeah. it? Um, so we, we, we do try and drive sta standards. You know, Venugo is a big business now. You know, as you mentioned, it's over 100 million pounds, but it doesn't feel like it. Mm. We have a great, great group of people working for Venugo day in, day out. And I, I've got to say that I... I you know, people get up at four o'clock in the morning, they get up at three o'clock in the morning to come and get a bus to get to work, to open one of our stores. And I am always amazed and hugely uh, 
thankful for these people who would yeah. do it, who would absolutely do it. That commitment, uh, that commitment yeah. and the love for the brand and the love to do a good job uh, is fantastic. And and I can only you know I can sit here and humbly thank them for doing it. Mm-hmm. I know how tough it is. Occasionally, I do do work work, work in a store for the day. It is knackering work. You're on your feet all day. You're running around. You're answering questions. You're serving people. You've got to have a smile on your face. No matter how miserable your life might be, your girlfriend, your boyfriend's left you, and you've still got to come to work with a smile because you're facing the customers. On you're not hiding behind a computer. But you're not hiding behind a computer screen. You know you're there, and you know, and you're you're feeling the energy from other people, and you know you've got to be cheerful. That's always a challenge, isn't it? It's kind of the interactions. It's there. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough job. It's yeah. a really, really, really tough job. But again, it's a very rewarding job. It's a mm. great job as well. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I wanted to sort of touch on a bit was you, you were just saying you were, you know, when you started out, you were making the sandwiches, mopping the floor, doing everything across across the entire business. As you grew, there must have come a point, you know, you can only do that for so long, maybe one, maybe two maybe three businesses. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, you have to sort of step back and let people do what you do. And that's a very, very, that transition is a very difficult thing to do actually, Mm. because really what happens is, is the more things you open, the less profitable you become, Mm. which, you know, is, is a difficult pill to swallow because you would think, well, I've opened five stores. I should have now five times the profit that I had in the first. It simply doesn't work like that because for every new store that you open, you you know, you have to have an infrastructure to support Mm. it. Uh, an HR manager, a health and safety manager, a finance manager, all of these people you need, heads of departments, you know, you need these people. Mm. And without them, you have a very shaky business. You need a strong foundation. And that strong foundation costs a lot of money mm. and is so necessary to build a successful business. So your shareholders are breathing down your neck saying, well, hang on, you've now got five swords, you're making less money than you have with one. Where's this going? But there is this... Uh, well there's a hope that actually what happens is when you get to a certain level and you have that infrastructure in place then the profitability starts coming The, the other interesting thing is when you when you work, when you're the owner occupier of a store, it is your store, and you open early and you you mm-hmm. you, you, you stay open late. So mm. so if your store opens at seven, you you see some customers outside, you whip the door open at half past six, or mm-hmm. if they're still coming in at six in the evening, you keep it open till seven. You know, course, you, yeah. and, and you welcome everyone, and you're so desperate to take every penny mm. you can, mm. and you see your regular customers. The moment that you then go off to your next store and you leave that store, you know, you then employ a manager to do that job who's, mm. you know, just going to follow the, the rules generally of what you've set, open at seven and close at six and, mm. and these sort of things. And so sometimes what you find is the, the, the sales actually sort of drop slightly, you know, mm. because you're not there and you're not focused on it. So, so you have to be ready for that. And... Uh, you, 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 and you have to get this team on board that will, will continually to, 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 to motivate people. I mean, we, we were very fortunate in Benuga, and we, we, as I mentioned before, we've had some, still have some great people who are, who are able to do this and keep it going. Mm. Um, but are we better than we were 20 years ago? We absolutely are, because actually um, I'm good at some things, but I'm certainly not good at everything. Mm. I'm far from it. But we have expertise that are, so we're able to afford to have, 
you know, Peter Keeble, for example, who heads up our product development. Right. He is a fantastic product developer. You know, we have Tim heading up, you know, commercial, you know, commercial director. So looking at new areas in our business that we can grow in, mm -hmm. you know, Robert and Franz look after operations, you know, and continually have their feet on the ground and knowing exactly what's going on. So, so uh, we have expertise. We have, you know, Stephen looking after health and safety. So we know that's covered. We know we have one of the robust, best health and safety systems you could ever, ever have. So mm -hmm. if we do have a problem, we're able to cope with it immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a strong finance team, you know, headed by Paul, who, who, who uh, are able to tell us what the best selling product is, you know, second by second, you know, rather than waiting till the end of the day to do it. We know when we launch a new cake, for example, you know, is our new orange and almond cake a good seller or not? And we know that after you the first day, wow. you know, and we know where the sales are going to drop. We have graphs, we have all sorts of data, which is continually feeding into our system, which is, which is telling us what we should take off and perhaps what we should bring back. Mm. Um, and, you know, without that infrastructure, you, you know, without that, you know, a, a, a group of businesses creating the profits to be able to afford that. You know, you don't have that and you slip behind. It's a very, very competitive place out there. Hugely competitive. I mean, the, the, you know, I often describe the high street as the Wild West. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's everyone and everyone opening. Yeah. You know, continuing new, new, all sorts of new things going on out there. You know, the Mexican Revolution. You know, mm -hmm. they're all there, and they're all competing for the same it's customer, the same space, isn't it? Yeah. for the same space. I mean, mm -hmm. we opened in Clerkenwell. We were the only sort of lunchtime sandwich coffee bar. Mm. We've now got we've got three prets within five minutes, even less, perhaps. You mm. know. You know, plus Starbucks, but everybody. I mean, everyone who's anyone is there. Three Mexican yeah. takeaway places. You know, it's extraordinary the competition, and you've got to stay ahead. You know, you've got to see what the trends are, and you've got to stay ahead. And it's tough, and it's really, really tough. And you know, I haven't mentioned we we have within the Benugo brand, we have a number of restaurants, and again, restaurants are tough places you know rents are going up rates are going up service charges yeah. are going up and uh and also there was a lot of very very good restaurateurs out there and mid mid family range you are doing really really good things and yeah. uh we try to stay casual ahead. dining is just absolutely exploded, yeah absolutely it? so it's so it's difficult so um <clears throat> but you know difficulty is is a good thing yeah well it's sort of uh Keeps you. It does. It's like the sort of creative restrictions, isn't it? Whenever you've, whenever you're boxed in or challenged, that's that's sort of what. Completely, I, I, you know, I, I'm a great believer in the busier the busier you are, the more you think. The, 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 the less busy you are, actually, funny enough, the less you think. So, so actually, it's very good to be kept on your toes and bushed, and then you keep thinking about new things and new mm. ideas. And you know, I'm certainly not afraid of going to see what other people do and looking at it and saying, listen, that's a great idea. Can we do something similar? But, mm. you know, change it, you know, change it. Benugo, Benugo fire. Benugo, yeah, yes. Benugo. And I'm sure there's lots of, well, I'm not sure I know there were a lot of Benugo lookalikes. I mean, mm. this stripped back look was something we did 20 years ago. Now, virtually every independent coffee shop in London is stripped mm. back, you know, wooden floors, concrete wall, brick walls, you know, a bit of artwork thrown here and mm. there and a rather rustic looking counter. Now, Believe it or not, that's what we started with 20 yeah. years ago. 
I'm, I'm actually trying to get away yeah, from that now. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. because I think there's got to be a new feel and look to stores. But, you know, it's sort of what people feel comfort in. And, you know, you've got to remember, you, you have to engage with people's emotions when they're mm. coming to your store. So, you know, that's about feeling just really comfortable when you walk through a door. So when mm. I mentioned, you know, is the music right? Is the heating right? You know, are the tables clear of old coffee cups? Mm. You know, those are the sort of things people recognise subconsciously when they walk into a store and feel comfortable when all those things are right. Then they're more likely to come back the next day and the next day. As important as having a great coffee or a great muffin or a great sandwich. You know, all of mm. these things contribute to an experience. And some of them can be some of them can be an experience, some of it can be through the mouth, some of it can be the ears, some of it can be through the skin. Yeah. But it's an overall experience that makes you ultimately think, oh, I'll go back there because yeah, I like it. Feel, it feels right. Yeah, yeah it, it feels, feels right. Yeah. And I've been in many, many great <clears throat> restaurants where the food is unbelievable, but I won't go back because I don't get that experience. Yeah, I, I remember I was always told service is the, yes. you know, that, that's the, the most important thing. You, you know, you serve great food in a, with poor service and you don't have a business it's I mean uh, we have a we have a course every Friday morning called the Benugo Difference course and uh, it's for all our new recruits and it's something there's normally 20 20 odd people there and they're from every nationality uh, of the world and I tend to do the first sort of 15 or 20 minutes of that course and the 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 one thing that I try to drive home is this service element, and we use it. I always use examples of, 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 of two individuals of poor and bad service, and mm. why you would go back, and and and, and how it, how important it is, you know, uh, to greet somebody with a smile. And human, humans, I think, are quite forgiving, but what they don't forgive is rudeness, uh, particularly when they're handing their money to you. Yes. So, so yeah. you know, we all make mistakes, and uh, we are entitled to spill a coffee occasionally, or, or, or do something that isn't quite correct. But somehow, if you can do it in a human and, and, and an emotional and friendly way, uh, then you're forgiven. Uh, mm. And, and yeah, you know, something we, we very much focus on on that course is is around that being human, and and also not being too prescriptive in the mm. way we don't want to be considered the McDonald's no, time service where have a nice check, day. Check, check, yeah. I want people to use their personalities within mm. the way they serve people. Actually but connects with people. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, but, but overall, you know, a please and thank you is very, very important. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. more so than have a nice day, really. A recognition of regular customers is equally important. And, and, and it's something we, we you know we, we, we try and focus on and as I say we, we I listen hands up we don't always get it right but uh, we we continue to try <laughs> be the bravest thing to say I think I have so many things that I wanted to talk about and I think we're not going to get to all of them but I wanted to um, I suppose talk a bit about maybe sort of focus a bit on ethics and how I think the the thing the phrase that stuck in my head was sort of keeping your soul as you as the business grew. Mm. What challenges have you found in that? I suppose it's I suppose it's kind of talking about 
it's not. It's, it's similar to that question about uh, growing from you know being able to yeah. have your hands on everything and then it grows. How do you instill? How have you instilled a sort of an ethos? Well, it's, it's, it's a great question, and I'm not sure whether I can give you a sort of fairly straightforward answer on that. I mean, I think you know it. It, it, it goes back to the, the, the culture of your business. Mm. Now, as you came in, you would have seen our vision statement, uh, and, and our vision statement you know, was written, you know, 20 odd years ago on the back of an envelope. We came up with this and this is, this is about what's going to make our business successful. And it's about the people that we employ. It's about the food that we buy. Uh, it's about the places that Benugo want to open in. Uh, and it's about driving the profitability of our businesses. And, and we try and hang off most of our training of our vision statement. We try to make it fun. Mm -hmm. from our people we try to make them enjoy you know their work with Benugo but if you haven't got the right people you know forget it yeah. <laughs> effectively forget yeah. it you know Benugo is multiple tasks so from from great restaurants to sandwich bars to events businesses uh, to to pizza chefs so it's multitask and and we have some places that open uh, at six in the morning and we have others that are closing at two in the morning. Mm. So long hours, uh, you know, across the, across the broad spectrum. Um, I think Benugo is quite unique in, in, in what, it's, what it's achieved uh, because it's been able to operate within all of these different areas. Mm. Um, but having said that, you know, our operational skills actually are much the same in each of them. Mm -hmm. You know, what's important to us that if you are a pizza chef, you're trained to be a pizza chef, there are restrictions about what you can and what you can't do without ruining the integrity of the pizza chef. Because mm -hmm. pizza chefs are quite volatile individuals. They work yeah. in front of a big fire every day. And they're hot. You know, they're <laughs> hot and, and they're often working in hot environments yes, as yeah. well. For example, the serpentine in the park you know, in the middle of summer, forget yeah, the oven. Absolutely. I mean, the, the place is hot. The window, yeah, 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 the place is hot. So you can't, you, you know, you, you and they want to do, they want to make a slightly different pizza. You know, they want to, mm. they want to make, they want to put artichokes on it or they want this to do something creative different. Business, isn't so it? we want yeah. them, we want to use their creative energy, mm. but of course we, we have to keep it in confinement. Mm. Um, so we're very, we, 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 we like to give people a, a, a free reign. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll give you another example, our purchasing. You know, most large catering companies say you have to order from this company, yes. this company, this company. Now, we don't allow people to go out and order from 20 different companies, fish, for example. Mm -hmm. But we have three, I think, or four amazingly good fishmongers. Yeah. And they can choose, our chefs can choose from those four fishmongers, which one they want to use, mm. uh, which ones they build up a good relationship, which ones they know they're going to get the freshest catch of the day, the fish that's just mm. been bought in that night. And they can make those decisions. And same with fruit and, fruit and vegetables. Mm. Um, they can make those decisions. When it comes to a bag of flour or something, you know, we have yeah. one supplier, a can of Coke, can of San Pellegrino we have yeah. one supplier because that is a commodity that doesn't change and where you can use your sort of size to negotiate and, and get completely I mean yeah. don't get me wrong we, we want to get the best price because we're very mm. conscious of giving best price to our customers 
but we, we, we're also conscious of giving the leeway to, to, to our creative people. Mm, giving them ownership and... Completely, yes. completely. So, so we like to give a little bit of free reign, which is unlike a number of our competitors, mm. both as catering companies and as restaurant groups. Mm. Uh, we, 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 we like to give a little bit of flexibility um, and because of that, I think we get we, we get more creativity and we get more loyalty, mm-hmm. and uh, we get people staying with us for longer. I mean, there's a lot of talk about London living wage mm-hmm. and the way we pay people and the yeah. salaries we pay people, and it's always a difficult subject because uh, Benugo is a profitable business. It's not unbelievably profitable. It's just profitable, mm-hmm. uh, but. I'm not phoning around in a yacht in the south of France. You know, we invest all of our money back into the business. Yeah. You know, typically to open a restaurant can cost one to two million pounds of cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to create that to to open a new restaurant, to give new jobs to, to, to new people. Mm. Um, so we have to keep salaries and wages to, to what we believe we can afford. But at the same time, we want to motivate people. A lot of our employers do earn London living wage. Not mm. all. We, mm. we there's there's a journey to get there. Yeah. We're trying to get everybody within Benugo to London living wage, but that is not an easy thing to do. You know, it's going mm. up continuously. About to go up to ten pounds fifteen an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many of the uh, many of our places, we do pay it, and mm-hmm. we, we're we're on that journey. But it, it will take some time. But. Uh, we do try and pay people an honest wage for, yeah. for the job that they do for us, mm-hmm. um, and um, and it's not always about money. So there's lots of other things we can do. For example, everybody in Benugo will get a free meal every mm-hmm. single day. You know, uh, they get free tea and coffee, free water, you know, all of these things, which mm-hmm. we work in many of the other service industries. You pay for a lot of our employees. We help with travel. We get free. Uh, we we a lot of we we pay for courses and we do training with them and all sorts of other things. So there are many other things mm. apart from money which motivate people and keep people within your business. Absolutely. I'm just no, no I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm just sort of thinking we will draw it to to a close if that's all right with you. And uh, I, I could speak for hours. I know. I, 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 could as I don't well. think anyone's prepared to listen for hours. We, 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 we'll still have some. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd close. We've got a couple of questions. Sort of, yeah, of course. Standard things I like to just cool. ask people yeah. generally. And so what I thought I'd ask you, uh, thinking about the UK and catering and hospitality industry in general, if I say success, who do you think of? Uh, well, you know, because I, I worked for them and within them, you know, I, I, I think Preta probably, you know, in, in our marketplace, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's incredible the success of Pratt and they're able to open a store virtually next door to another store yes, and still yeah. be able to take double the money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an extraordinary concept and, and good for them. They came up with something that hit the mark right mm-hmm. at the point and they continued to, to do it. So. You know, and lots of people have come and tried to imitate it and mm-hmm. don't do nearly as well. So I, I think that they would probably be. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I'm a big admirer of everything that Julian does. It's who I think is a, a great sushi brand as well. So you know, he's done it Gonna again. Do it again. <laughs> I love places. I love Corbin and King restaurants. Yes, you yeah. know, we have one. I live in Islington, and we have Bellinger. It's just on the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just had the call. We often mm-hmm. go there, and and you know, they they've done an unbelievable thing there. They've. 
they've made uh you know casual dining really smart i mean you can mm. you know you can take a dog in there you can walk in there shorts and trainers but still get still. this feel of opulence and uh and, and actually they have just the right approach with their staffing and the way yeah. they treat you and everything else so i think i'm a big admirer of them as well he's uh he's the, the one to watch then i completely <laughs> yeah completely all right well i i i'm gonna leave it there i really i'd like to so thank you for being a guest on the show and, and for sharing everything so openly. Uh, well, thank you. Today. It's yeah. been a great pleasure. And uh, I'm certainly going to be, uh, assuming I'm around, I'm going to be continuing to run this business in the way we run it. And I've got some very exciting things coming up in the next uh, year or so. Brilliant. Well, I would look forward to hearing about, maybe we can do another one of these and get on to all of those I things we're going to go yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and I'd also like to say thank you to the listeners who've given their time to listen to this conversation and say I hope you've all of you found it interesting and some of you found it inspirational too um, they say success leaves clues and I think there were lots in the discussion we had today so thank you very much and we'll see you next time thank you <laughs>